Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we're on page 12 in Bill's story. Beginning on the second paragraph, my friends suggested what then seemed a novel idea. Reading through two paragraphs, ending in, I stood at the sunlight, stood in the sunlight at last. Today's readers, and thank you for your service in June, for the 12 steps, Joanne L., the 12 traditions, Nancy M., readers of the text, Nancy R., Susan S.H., and Colleen M., our newcomer greeter is Reba P., and our second hour host is Kathy C. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, June the 28th, 2022, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 19,112. That's 19112. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 19,114. So that's 19114. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Joanne L. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning. Thank you for your service. And this is Joanne L. from Rhode Island, recovered in Rhode Island. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us in the power to carry that out. In 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Talia, for letting me do service in the month of June, and have a great meeting. I pass. Thank you, Joanne L., and I will now ask Nancy M. to please read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Nancy M., a food addict in Florida. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Nancy M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in Bill's story on page 12, 
beginning with the second paragraph, my friend suggested what then seemed a novel idea, reading through two paragraphs, ending in, I stood at the I stood in the sunlight at last. And I'll ask Nancy R. to please begin reading. Good morning. This is Nancy R. from Illinois, recovered compulsive overeater. My friend suggested that... My friend suggested what then seemed a novel idea. He said, why don't you choose your own conception of God? That statement hit me hard. It melted the icy intellectual mountain in whose shadow I had lived and shivered many years. I stood in the sunlight at last. Wow. Um... I don't know where to begin. Here is Bill coming from complete hopelessness and knowing he's powerless and his life is unmanageable. And as we start this part of his story, um, this is where he's coming to believe that a power greater than himself can restore him to sanity. And that's where the hope starts. And I've said often that step one is, you know, admitting our hopelessness. And it is incredibly hopeless and incredibly depressing. You know, I am powerless over food and so many other things. And my life is so unmanageable without this program. But then comes the hope, the beginning of the hope right there in step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I remember years ago um, sharing this quote of Ebby's with um, another person. I think I probably have shared it in different ways, but this one was the most profound to me. Um, the person was just really struggling and the God of his understanding was not big enough, was not gracious enough, was not loving enough to just hold him where he is. And, you know, he was uh, he was just in a lot of pain, a lot of emotional, spiritual pain. And I remembered this quote in the um, big book. And so I offered it to him. I was just like, you know, why don't you choose your own conception of God? And this man in all of his vulnerability in that moment just was like, I don't think I can do that. Like everything he had been taught was against that. And, you know, I'm just grateful that I had that statement to offer to him. I have no idea what he did with it from that point forward. But just the possibility, like no one had ever given him the possibility that Abby gave Bill that day of why don't you choose your own conception of God. I think that statement hit him hard. I don't know if it melted anything or if it was able to break through all the teachings that he had learned his entire life and believed. And um, I hope that it did. Because um, God is good and higher power is good. And I, don't, I don't mean to be using God um, as um, it's just as a, a word for higher power. So thank you for um, allowing me to share and I pass.
Thank you, Nancy R. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back. And who would like to share on what was read this morning? Jackie B. Jackie B. Reva P. Rick James from Toledo. Reva. Oh, I heard Rick and another gentleman. Jim S. in Toledo. Jim, thank you. Rachel W. Hope B. Somebody W. Hang on. Hope B. Was it Rachel W.? It was Rachel Jennifer w. C. Sorry. I okay. I got Jennifer C. Okay. Um, I'm, I missed that. Somebody W. Tell me one more time. <laughs> it's Rosie W. Rosie, thank you. Okay. So this is what I have to begin. Jackie B, Reva P, Rick, I think it's J, Jim S, Rosie W, Hope B, and Jennifer C. Great lineup. Jackie B, please go ahead. Uh, hi, this is Jackie B from the Bronx. Thank you so much, everyone, for your service. Can I be heard? You um, can. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, you know, it's amazing to me that... Um, a higher power over the years have always changed um, differently. Today I call it God, um, but, you know, it went from being a statue on the FDR Drive in New York to just, you know, life itself, you know, messages to other people that I was on the right path or I wasn't on the right path. Um, but not making people my higher power, it's just that, if I asked, I said, you know, God, I don't know if if my path is correct, you know, and something would come that would inspire me to to know that it was a message greater than myself. Um, not only that, though, what I find is is that when I stopped making God the fall guy, you know, why did you give me these parents? Why did you give me this life? Why do why can't I stop eating? Why can't, why can't I have what I want? You know, the wish list God. When I stopped that and I started to ask God for guidance, for strength, for willingness to do what is the, the, the path of, uh, lack of a better word, righteous way to go and not my way, my manipulative way, my... Um, self-centered way, um, gimme, gimme, gimme way. That's when my life changed. When I knew I didn't have the answers, that there's no diet, book, or place that's going to tell me how to live sanely or to be at peace other than having a higher power in this program. Yes, I have to take my medicine every day. Yes. I have to admit that I'm a compulsive overeater. And I think that's the one thing today that I will not fray from, and that is I am a compulsive overeater. And even if I even thought about binging, I say to myself, but are you saying you're not a compulsive overeater? And when I ask myself that question every single time, when I'm in doubt, I always come back to yes. I woke up this morning a compulsive overeater. I'll go to bed tonight as a compulsive overeater. And when they put me, God forbid, in the ground, I will be a compulsive overeater. 
but I choose to be in recovery today, and that's different. And I choose to ask for help. I choose to ask for a higher power's guidance, a power greater than me. As long as Jackie's not God, I'm doing very well. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. And Reva P., you're up, followed by Rick J. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. So it's really hitting me, this transition from step one to step two that Bill's going through. All this prejudice, at the same time, he's seeing this power of example, like just a shining light of what God can do in a human life. And still, the paragraph before, he still has more prejudice. And, and I relate because I didn't realize it at the time, but when I came in, I had so much prejudice and um, negative feelings about the whole God thing. I mean, I, I think I skipped the We Agnostics chapter at the beginning because it just turned me right off. Um, but I love this thing that also hit me hard, the suggestion. First of all, a suggestion. Nobody told me I had to do anything. I mean, I could even go back out and continue binging if I wanted to. These were all suggestions. And this novel idea, and for me, it was somebody who said, why don't you fire this punishing, really negative uh, concept of a higher power that doesn't seem to be working for you um, and choose my own? And that hit me hard. I thought, oh, am I allowed to do this? like it was almost like speaking up against the principal of the school or something like really is that allowed um and and yeah it was such a novel idea and it just opened the door it was like that little crack open in the door where light could come in where I could start with like this small you know we talked the other day about planting seeds that maybe God was loving and maybe God really was taking care of me and wanted the best for me, even when I wasn't getting that wish list that was just talked about. Um, and, and, you know, this is not a one and done thing. It's not like, oh, I had my concept and I see the light and here I go forevermore in program. Every time I do inventory, every time I look at my prejudices, every time I look at where am I being agnostic right now in my life? Where am I still not letting God in? Where do I think God just can't and won't? Um, I get to constantly recreate, redevelop, I don't know, um, keep modifying my conception. And what a, an amazing concept. I know that there's a story, you know, in the back with the stories and that one member who said, God, as we understand him, that has opened the door for me and I think so many others um, so, yeah, with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. And Rick J., you're up, followed by Jim F. Hey, thanks so much for your service. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. I'm so, so loving these two paragraphs and I'm so grateful that. Uh, Maybe ask Bill that question. That one little question, way back there, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you know, uh, just one man showing up, mainly because he had to, but 
then he showed up and came to Bill in service and speaking the language of the heart and just sharing his experience, strength, and hope, his recovery with Bill. And that question, why don't you choose your own conception of God? I had someone ask me that question in a different way. Um, you know, I had, I had shared at a meeting. I was angry. I know you've probably heard me share this, but I was saying, why? I don't know about all this God bullshit. I just know if I don't come to these meetings, I'm going to relapse. And that was what I said. I wanted to piss people off. I didn't care what anybody thought of me. And as I was leaving the meeting, a guy came up to me after the meeting. And my first thought was, oh, he's going to come and tell me I don't need to be so angry and disrespectful. And he just came out. And I mean, he really, he had this smile and he was like, Rick, before you go, I just wanted to tell you what a beautiful job you're doing with step two, you know? And I was like, what the F do you mean? He said, I heard you say, if you don't come to these meetings, you're going to relapse. And, uh, you know, just let us, the group, our collective recovery, let us be something bigger. And, uh, of course it does say that in, in the book, you know, and in the 12 and 12, which I hadn't read, but that's exactly, he put something to me. He put a statement to me that hit me hard. It hit me hard. I thought about that all the way home. And, and really it was, can it really be that simple? Everything I thought I knew was immediately just blown up. And, uh, you know, and, and Bill's wording, you know, melting the icy intellectual mountain whose <laughs> shadow I had lived and shivered for many years. I stood in the sunlight at last. You know, I, I had an awakening. Something shifted in me. And uh, I'm just so grateful. We never know what we're going to do or say when we're with someone and we're connected with someone else because God is always there. You know, God was certainly there. And that question, you know, I would love to know what what Bill said to, you know, to instigate that that response okay. from Abby. But uh, I'll just hold that in my heart, and I'm so grateful to be here with all of you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Rick J. And Jim S., you're up, followed by Rosie W., Jim, press star one. We can't hear you. Sorry about that. Okay, Jim S. Toledo, Ohio. Compulsive overeater. When I read the line, I stood at, in the sunlight at last. That set me free this morning. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Bill Wilson talked about Christ, and he connected with Christ, but not in a overwhelming way. He just acknowledged him as being a power greater than himself. And um, I have struggled for years and years trying to be at peace 
and and have that peace rule in my heart. And um, I've been coming to Overeaters Anonymous for a couple years now, and um, my struggle is just, oh, I mean, I, I prayed yesterday trying to reach my higher power, and um, I had a man pray with me last night because I think he's more mature than I am. And I got something out of that prayer. But this morning when I read, um, I stood in the sunlight at last. That's what I've been looking for. And I want to remain in that sunlight every day from now on. And so I'll pass with that. Thanks. Thank you, Jim S. And Rosie W., you're up, followed by Hope B., Thank you, Lisa. I'm Rosie from Positive Rita in Devon in the UK. Um, grateful for everyone's shares and for everyone doing service today. Um, when I first came into <clears throat> Overeaters Anonymous 12 and a half years ago, uh, I was repeatedly told to take what I liked and leave the rest, and um, <laughs> which was, I think, a, a, a very common misinterpretation of lines like, you know, choose your own God. Um, and so I took that approach into my entire recovery rather than just to my conception of a higher power. And it didn't work. I was stark raving abstinent. You know, I had I, I did have a powerful sort of intellectual awakening. I, I learned a lot. I understood a lot more. And I, I didn't eat sugar. But, you know, there was no real it, there was not entire abstinence and there was no spiritual awakening um, at all. Um, but actually, this italicized question. Why don't you choose your own conception of God? This is what finally brought the miracle into, into my life. And and I had to go through an extremely painful five and a half year relapse to get there. And I've often said, you know, since I came back, I don't I don't understand what happened, like what separated me from God when, you know, when, when I'd been working so hard at my recovery. And it all just clicked into place, actually, this morning when I read this. Um I started to realize that my God was um, very much an intuition kind of a God. As the lead chair said, you know, God is a word. It doesn't need to be a person. It's just a word to symbolize power. Um, And um, my God, I was finally beginning to realize, was my intuition. It was a higher consciousness I had no access to without this program. And uh, but I decided that that God wasn't good enough. I decided that it wasn't the God that my fellows had. It wasn't the conception. And therefore, if I could not after I'd been in, I think, four and a half years by that point, if I could not, um, if I could not find a correct conception of God, then God couldn't exist. And that's that's where the rot set in. And then it was only when I started going through this text with a big book sponsor that I saw this line and finally, finally realized I'd spent years just ignoring what my God was, what my, where my power came from. Um, and as soon as I realized I just needed to adjust the way I pray just a tiny bit and that I could really, truly have my own conception of God, then I realized that what Ebby was saying was that I need to set aside everything I think I know about God, everything. And I have to do that every day because that icy intellectual mountain, it just barges into my life. <laughs> repeatedly I have to do it especially in the morning but I have to do it throughout the day because I repeatedly go back to the wrong God 
Um, but that's why that's why this this meeting has been so key for me because um, because we're all so invested in action here. We're so convinced that um, faith without work faith without works is dead. And I'm so grateful for the Hi. lessons that I've learned. Thank you, Lisa, since coming to this line in March last year. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Rosie W. And Hope B, you're up, followed by Jennifer C. Hope, press star one. We can't hear you. Hope B from California. Can't hear you still. Jennifer C, are you available? And we can circle back to Hope. Making sure I can be heard. (laughs) You can be heard. Thank you. Yes, you're being heard, moderator. Perfect. Hope B or Jennifer C. Good morning. This is Jennifer C. Uh, Can I be heard? Thank you. Yes, thanks. Go ahead, Jennifer. Okay, beautiful. Thank you so much for your, um, your service this morning. And, you know, what I love about um, this section here is that we just, we really see highlighted the power of, you know, meeting someone right where they are, right? God met Bill right where he was. And in order to make a beginning, he could begin right where he was with faith as small as a mustard seed, right? And we know that Bill went on to surrender more and more and more to God, being one of a God of miracles, a God of love, a God of direction. And on pages 62, 63, we see that Bill lays out the keystone concepts of taking on the positions of agent, employee, and child. Um, So that question, why don't you choose your own conception, right? Like, why don't you choose where you're willing to begin? And it melted the resistance. Because just like Bill, I'm a child of God. And this book tells me that I'm a strong-willed child, right? And with a strong-willed child, you have to allow some room for them to find their own way and not feel boxed in. So with that freedom, Bill didn't need to fight against anything. And that led to a total surrender and to the God he met in the cathedral, a loving, powerful, merciful father that knows each person so well and understands the way to each of our hearts. Um, So if we are open and if we are willing And if we bring our pride and prejudice to the table and allow God to overshadow those lies and that unbelief with grace and truth and supernatural love, all sorts of remarkable things happen. It's what 63 tells me. Um, And so, you know, for me, it was a matter of, of looking at what I said I believed and what I wasn't giving myself completely to, right? Um, because it's the things that I'm most uncomfortable with that perhaps reveal my own pride and prejudice. And I want to face those things so that I can carry this message of not just my freedom, right? Not just the way that I 
got there. But more importantly, God's power, God's love, and God's way of life. That's what this is all about. This isn't just about my journey. This is about God's power and God's love and God's way of life. So um, may we do his will always, and may we carry the message of depth and weight. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jennifer C. And Hope B, I'm going to come back around to you before we move on, if you're available. Okay. We are on page 12. Um, we are, we've read and we're sharing on the second and third paragraph, my friend suggested, ending in, I stood in the sunlight at last. Who else would like to comment on what was read this morning? Bob B. Bob? Sandra L. Sandra? Dana P. Dana? Kathy M. Kathy M. Sam S. Donna. Sam. Donna M. Donna. Oh, that was two people at one time. Nancy C. Nancy C. And Helene G. Okay, let's stop with that. Hopefully we will get everybody. So this is what I have. Bob B., Sandra L., Dana P., Kathy M., Sam F., Donna M., Nancy C., and Helene G. So wonderful. Bob B., please share with us. Bob B, press star one. Got it, sorry. Bob there B. you go, thanks. Bob B from Westchester. The last thing that was done with the big book, as uh, Bill reported, was his friend called him and said, change one thing, God as you understand him. Uh, and uh, I think that was a significant higher power taking <laughs> uh, uh getting involved in, with uh, Bill B. and the, the big, big, big book. Uh, I came in 30 years ago to OA thinking I had a relationship with my higher power, whom I called God at the time, but I came in as a religious person and not a spiritual person. And the steps helped me become a spiritual person. Um, and my concept of God changed. Um, and one of the things that really was significant to me along this journey, and it wasn't an overnight picture by any means, was when a woman talked about writing a letter to my higher power, which I had done. But then she talked about higher power writing back. And I do that every day, and it has made a significant difference. And I found the higher power inside of me rather than the one up in the sky. And August 27th, uh, in our Voices of Recovery, one of the things that said, I didn't realize that my higher power grieved over every extra bite that I took. Wow. My higher power, my called God, had it could care that much about me, I thought that was impossible. But that was a huge change in terms of my my higher power today loves me every moment of every day, no matter what I do, forgives me for my sins, and is always there to help me, all I need to remember to ask. And very briefly, I have six A's, awareness, acceptance, I was, uh, that I was, uh, my life was unmanageable and I had the disease, but the third day became key. Ask. Ask my higher power before I take the action that I need to take. Uh, 
And if I don't do that, then it's likely that my ego is going to do the action, and I need my higher power's guidance. The fifth A is amnesia. That's why I have to keep coming back to these meetings. And the sixth A is abstinence, and to mine is imperfect, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And I'm so grateful that I have that relationship with my higher power because life is not easy, but my higher power is always there for me. Thank you. Thank you, Bob B. And Sandra L., you're up, followed by Dana P. Sandra, star one, we can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, please go ahead. Hey, this is Sandra L. I'm a compulsive overeater from Georgia. Um, I'm new to vision. I've only been here two months, um, but this is right where I am with my sponsor as we read the book. Um, I mean, we're a little further along, but this is where I am in the steps. Um, choosing and building my relationship with my higher power. Um, When I got here two months ago, I believed in God, but I had lost, I had stepped away from my relationship with him. And um, so now I have, I've found that again and I'm building on it daily and it feels really good. Um, But I talked to my sponsor the other night and it, it, it's really cool to me that we can all choose our own conception and I don't have to conform exactly to what somebody else says I have to. Um, That makes this whole process easier for me. And also I, I grew up knowing that God was good and I was told that God was a good person and God wanted the best for me. And so I had a positive concept of him but my sponsor said you can even build on that you can build so much more um on what you already believe and I never really thought of that so I'm trying to dig deeper and and see um what he can do for me and I've already felt it just in the two months what he can do for me because boy was I in the food and um, I feel like I'm in the sunlight now, and I feel like the sun's just going to get brighter and brighter, um, and it's it's quite amazing. I'm really grateful to be in the solution today, and I'm grateful for all of you and what you share. Thank you so much, and I'll pass. Thank you, Sandra L. And Dana P., you're up, followed by Kathy M. Good morning, Dana P., here in California. Thank you so much for moderating today and for everyone on the line. Um, I haven't spoken for a while, and wow, I mean, what what a paragraph, right? Here's a couple drunks, and many religions would uh, consider what they're talking about a heresy. You know, choose your own conception of God. I mean, seriously, like, we're going to tell you what God is. And what a powerful thing in this room here, over 400 uh, compulsive overeaters, uh, myself being one of them. And uh, that statement, again, could be considered heresy. But, you know, it's so interesting because I came into these rooms thinking that I was so spiritual and I didn't really have a particular religion that I followed, but I thought I was so spiritual 
Um, and at the core of me, at the core of the lie, was that I thought that this God was a punishing God. And what I've come to realize, and it's quite remarkable as a result of working these steps, is that in a particular religion, as, as uh, Bill says, you know, I started to see that maybe religious people were right, um, is this idea of, you know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I have a disease, and that disease had control of me. And my God forgives me for everything I think that I've done that is so, so, so punishable. And I'll argue that it's punishable, all of the things that I've done. And the truth is, I don't need to be punished. There are consequences, and that's what step nine, step eight, and nine, consequences to my actions, but I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I love what was said, and it's something that I've shared before. I discovered also that in that sunlight, God lives in me. God lives in me. And I had a a friend uh, share with me this idea that something is different about me. She says, something different about you. And what it was, and I saw in her and she saw in me at that moment, was the light, the light that is God that lives in us. And it's that sunlight standing in the sunlight and that sunlight it's it's inside each and every one of us and my sister mentioned something yesterday that that was so beautiful she said there's a core of goodness in each and every one of us core of goodness this core of love and light and if we turn towards the light we turn towards light we continue to turn away from the darkness and negativity and towards the light it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. So I'm just really grateful to be here this morning. I'm going to pass with that. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dana P. And Kathy M., you're up, followed by Sam S. Hi, this is Kathy M., uh, Compulsive Eater from Massachusetts. Uh, thank you for taking my call, and thank you for everyone on the line that's doing service today. Um, this is my favorite line in the big book, Um Every time, not every time I read it, it just, uh, just, it just opens up all the possibilities that I, I just never knew were there. Um, you know, um, growing up, I um, had a um, minimal uh, education in religion, um, and um, no idea of God was ever really forced on me. And you know, I, I'm grateful for that. And uh, um, you know, I, and 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 then I was probably agnostic for a while and just, you know, just knew there was something greater than me, but, but, uh, maybe that wasn't, I don't, and doesn't make any difference. I knew there was something greater than me, but not until I came into this program and, uh, and, um, people started talking about God. And, and when I read this line in the big, big book or someone said it to me, I don't know which, but, um, I was like, wow, you know, I, I don't have that punishing God. I don't have that, that, you know, I, you know, that, that guy with the flowing gown and the big white beard, it can be whatever I want, whatever I want, and however I want that higher power to, to help me out in, in whatever case, in whatever situation. It just it just opened up endless, endless possibilities and um and it just it just makes me so grateful that that line's in the book. And I was sponsoring a woman one time and and she was having difficulty and and I, you know, and, 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 and it was around this area that I said, you know, if God's not working for you, you know, get another one. And, uh, um, and I heard that in this program and, 
and she was highly insulted. <laughs> she was very upset, you know, and, and I went, whoa, I guess I'll have to figure out another way to reword that next time. But, but, um, but it was just, you know, because of her prejudice of, of past religious thoughts on our higher powers, it, it really restricted her. And, and I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to open it up and explain it to her. But, you know, she came back a couple of weeks later and said, you know, I sort of think, I sort of think I know what you're talking about here. I just like, it's just, it's your own conception, whatever you want it to be. And, and uh, I'll be forever grateful for that line, big book, because it, it just has made a world of difference to me. So thank you for taking my call. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy M. And Sam S., you're up, followed by Donna M. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you so much for leading. Hi, everybody. I'm Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Bristol, Rhode Island. I just picked, I just picked your Abby, you know, like raking his, raking his hair with his hands and being like, you know what, dude, <laughs> you know what, why don't you just pick your maybe? Like, instead of just telling me what it's not and, and how it can't happen and how this won't work, just pick a maybe. And why don't we just keep going with that? And for me, like when I, when I like really, really, really hit a bottom in these rooms, I, I kept trying to use these templates. This is what you believe. So this is what I believe. This is how we believe. So this is what I'm going to do. And it didn't work and it didn't work and it didn't work. But what ended up working was, you know, having my butt whooped by the food and by the lies and by the disease and by you know, just being exhausted and then my conception, which some days I just have to go back to justice because I can hear words and phrases and terms that are, are fine with me in the morning and then I'm bristling at night and that's not going to help me. But what helped me and what still helps me is believing that the group of women that helped save my life were not lying when they said that this process worked. That's what they did. And I believed I am shattered and that these women are not all meeting behind my back and saying, why don't we pretend that we have a solution that works when really we're just miserable? And that's where I took it. And, and there's no paragraph after this that says, and then they hashed it out, and then they agreed, and then they revised, and then they did this, and then they, you know, went hand in hand. They didn't do that. Eddie went off script and said, dude, choose your maybe. And for me, that's where I have to be. Still today, I still have spots where it just doesn't fit. What fit yesterday isn't going to fit right now. And so I need to just get quiet deep down, and then whatever truth I need to be able to call on for help, that's what I need to use. And it's imperfect, and, it, and I love the idea of conception and reborn, and it's in the Bible. Like, it's just a starting point. But Somebody else's ideas and words and phrases that anchor them, they don't, have to, they don't have to anchor me, but they also don't have to push me away. So for today, I'm just going to choose my maybe and go with that. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Sam S. And Donna M., you're up, followed by Nancy C. Um, I'm Donna M. May I be heard? Yep. Go ahead. Hi. I'm from near Toronto, Canada. And I'm grateful to be on the line to share today um, about the sunlight of the spirit. Uh, there was a decision that I needed to make a few weeks ago. Um, and I prayed and I meditated on it. And then I did uh, inventories on it. And it, it, 
it seemed like God was telling me to take a certain action. And I spoke to my, I was seeking guidance from my God squad um, and just praying and meditating. And then it became very clear to me what the action was that I needed to take. And for me, that is the sunlight of the spirit, seeking God's will and then following through on it and I am very grateful. Um, I wasn't, I had a peace. I didn't know if the action I would take would bring the outcome that I wanted. But, and at first it didn't seem like it would bring that outcome, but there was an acceptance around that. And then the following day, I did receive the outcome that I, I wanted. Um, and it, it just shows me how powerful my higher power is and that my higher power is deep within me and I just need to seek the sunlight that is there and sometimes it's acceptance that I can't change things but sometimes there's actions that I need to take and and taking those actions brings me to the sunlight of the spirit, the spiritual awakenings that keep happening in my life. And I'm so, so very grateful for that. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Donna M. And Nancy C., you're up, followed by Helene G. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, all my fellows. Nancy C., gratefully recovered here in Ann Arbor, Michigan this morning. Um, and really getting so much out of um, these two paragraphs and all of the shares, so powerful. Oh, stood at the turning point is what I'm hearing and how this is such a pivotal point for Bill and how it's such a pivotal point for I think everyone who comes into the program. You know, we go back a couple of paragraphs and Bill is marveling over the table, looking at Evie going, Evie going, what the, what the heck has happened, you know? And how does he have this power? Because there was none in Ebby, and Ebby knew, or there was none in Bill, and he wanted that. So it's the evidence that this program gives me. It's when I can't believe in something, I look at each one of you and see the evidence that this power greater than me, than this God, whatever you want to call it, works if I just give it over and trust it. I had such a difficult times separating church and state or separating my religious beliefs that I grew up with and this spiritual nature of that there was something more powerful than me. Because who the heck could be more powerful than me? I had to control everything, right? And it wasn't until somebody suggested that there was this relationship of father, child, of papa, daughter, that I needed to come to understand that was became my religion that let that God on the throne move to the to the side and let that love flow in me and today as I listen to these meetings my love of God and my power of turning everything over to him of having his power flow through me grows transcendentally every day that I see it in other people. And when people ask me, I can't believe in this, I just go, just trust, 
just do what the person before me said, the maybe. Just take the maybe and move ahead because the evidence says this works. This is a design for living for those who work it. And maybe God put, maybe God put Bill on this planet to show people that doctrine religion is totally different from spirituality and spirituality is where it's at. Thanks for teaching me how to love and live in the sunlight of the spirit and take this design for living and work it every day in my life. And if you're new and you're like, oh, this God and what the hell, like, you know, spirit of the universe, hang in there. Just keep coming back because this really does work. And thanks for letting me share. Thanks for everyone being with me today. Thank you, Nancy C. And Helene G., you're up. Helene, press star one. We can't hear you. Hi, this is Helene G. from Hollywood, Florida. Good morning, everyone. When I read this, read this morning, and how many times have I read this paragraph? And a million times. But, you know, you hear that paragraph one more time, and it hits you in a different way. And, you know, and I thought, really, this, is, this paragraph is so brilliant because it's, it's what allows so many of us to stay long enough to get recovered, that permission to choose our own higher power and that encouragement to leave behind whatever concept that we may have had or that I may have had that, um, that is, would, would prevent me from uh, living in the steps. And really, I think so many people um, have said over the years that, you know, if they had not heard this, that it was okay not to believe, that it was okay to be an agnostic, that it was okay to have a different concept. That's where I think a lot of us maybe got lost. That's where I got lost many times. I walked in, read the steps, and said, oh, no, I can't do that one. Forget this God business. But, you know, that was many years ago. But I think that it, knowing that you can create your own concept is something that has made it possible um, to really be able to um, connect in a way that perhaps we would have not been able to do before. I think it's just such a gift. And I'm so grateful today um, that I have that gift and that I am living in the sunlight of the spirit. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Helene G. And I think that brings us just about the end of our time. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, June 29th, 2022, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 19,116. That's 19116. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Susan S.H., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I will. Thank you. This is Susan S.H. in Ohio. I'm a real compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. 
See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.